what is going on? What is going on? All right. So Exodus chapter 12, verses 35 and 36. The Israelites acted on Moses' word and asked the Egyptians for silver and gold items and for clothing. And the Lord gave the people such a favor over the, with the Egyptians that they gave them what they requested in the way, in this way, they plundered the, Egyptian, the Egyptians. Have you ever wondered why they needed all that silver and gold? Have you ever wondered why they, you know, that they, they don't need it for trade? They don't need it for food. They don't need it for any, you know, God got always constantly uh, supplied. Today, we're going to kind of be unpacking this a little bit. Let's get started on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. What is going on, guys? What's up, Kyler? Hey, guys. What's happening? All right. So, so today I've got I kind of have a thought. The Lord's been laying on my mind. Uh, you know, the here in Exodus, Exodus chapter twelve, and and um, you know, lately as I've been studying, I find myself often asking questions. You know, why, why were things done, you know, because you know that God's always got a plan, right? right. You know, he, he's, he's always got some type of, uh, uh, of scheme, you know, some type of, I, I don't, I don't want to use the word scheme because it seems devious. Um, some kind of plan always in place, right? There, there's purpose in everything. And, uh, and we see here in chapter 12 verses 35 and 36, how, how the Egyptians basically just gave them everything that they wanted, all the silver, all the gold. You know, 36 um, talks about how God gave uh, the Israelites favor over the Egyptians and and they just gave them whatever they requested, right? Well, why did they need, you know, the, the silver, the gold, the clothing, you know, um, which I've heard, I've heard a couple of different things, right? I've heard people talk about how, um, and who knows, we may end up talking about this in the future, but um, some, some of it, some of the different commentaries that I've read have talked about like, uh, you know, where they were there for 430 years, right? Um, there in Egypt. And they talk about it maybe being like payment um, for for all their labor, their forced labor, you know, and all that good stuff. Um, but I think there's more there than that, you know, because when you look, they didn't, and, and that may be part of it, Right. I'm sure they may have felt that way, right? They've been there for 430 years. You know, for a long time, it was it was real nice. It, you know, things were things were good. It went back when Joseph was there, right? And um, you know, they were they were big shots. And then Joseph died, and then Pharaoh came, and and we see at the beginning of Exodus where they they didn't there was a Pharaoh there that didn't know, right? They didn't didn't know Joseph, and uh, he was terrified of the. Um, the Israelites. So if you, if you don't know what's going on now, I'll give you just a little bit of backstory. Um, he didn't know Joseph was terrified of him. Um, if you want more details, please go, go read the book of Exodus, the, the beginning of the first 12 chapters. It's fantastic. And, but, um, but yeah, so he didn't know Joseph and he was terrified of the, the Israelites. And so he, he began to enslave them. Right. And we see how he was trying to murder Right, and everybody knows about Moses being in the basket in the Nile River, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they—he um, was trying to kill all the firstborn. He was terrified of this Israelites; they were going to rise up against him. Um, all this good stuff. So he, he began to be real cruel, forced labor, made him make bricks, you know, and then he made him go get their own straw and all this good stuff. Well, finally, uh, Moses gets of age. Moses. The Moses, one of the one of the chi- children that that were supposed to be killed in this thing, gets in put in the basket, goes down the Nile, gets found by Pharaoh's um, daughter. Then Pharaoh's daughter needs a nursing mother, so lo and behold, God orchestrated where Moses's mother actually nursed and raised, helped raise Moses. Right, right. But uh, Moses was raised as an Egyptian still had his Israelite roots. Well, he gets, becomes of age, um, finds a, a, an Egyptian being mean to Israelite, kills him, you know, so he, he runs, ends up out in the, out in the wilderness and, um, finds him a wife, all the good jazz. Well, comes across the, the infamous burning bush 
and um, God sends him back to release the Israelites to for, from their captivity. You know, of course, um, again, if you want any more detail, you need to go back and read it. But um, God sends his brother Aaron with him because, you know, Moses is like, ah, I can't do this. I have a stutter. This is not going to work. And God's like, no, nah, I got you. Don't worry about it. You know, and of course, we see all the all the miracles that he did, you know, um, to his staff turned into a snake, you know, then Pharaoh's Egyptians, um, their scholars, they threw down their staffs, turned into snakes. Moses' staff eats their snake, you know, their snakes or whatever. And well, then you come to the 10 plagues. And in this, there's a promise. And, and I forgot what chapter it's in now. Um, in one of the chapters where God promised that they were going to plunder, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Egyptians, which is, which is kind of cool. Cause we, we see it happen. And, um, but through the plagues, you know, Moses comes to Pharaoh and was like, Hey, let my people go. Pharaoh's like, nah, he's like, all right. So, you know, he sends a plague flies or whatever. And this happens 10 times until finally the firstborn of everybody. And we see, this is where we get Passover from, um, they got told Moses to tell all the Israelites to take a, a, a lamb, kill it, put blood over the door frame, right? This is, this is where we get the, the, the Passover. And he gets very, very detailed on how to, how, how, how to eat everything and all that good stuff and who can eat, who can't. Um, the, the angel of death comes through, kills all the firstborn of all the Egyptians, even the livestock. Every firstborn that was not underneath a house that had blood over the over the doorframe died. And then Pharaoh's like, okay, I've had enough. My people have had enough. You guys can go, right? So this is where this picks up in chapter 12. And the Israelites are, you know, did exactly what Moses told them to, asked the Egyptians for all their silver and gold uh, and for clothing. And God gave the people favor over the Egyptians and they gave them what they requested and said in 36 said in this way, they plundered the Egyptians. And so I, I was reading through all this stuff and I'm going, man, why? Why did they need? You know. All this gold and items again, and I want I want to put this into context and I don't know why this has never clicked beforehand, but down in 37, it says about 600,000 able-bodied men on foot besides their families. Could you imagine the mass of people that were, I mean, 600,000 men, you you at least double that, right? If, they, if they're married, children, I mean, good night. I mean, you could very easily have you know, almost 2 million people easily leaving Egypt. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine the amount of gold? Like if if every single person took a piece of gold with them, like the, the, the like I begin to think about, I was like, holy smokes, this is a lot of of plunder. Like this is a lot of gold and silver and stuff. What in the world do they need this out in the wilderness? Because we know we know the story. They they cross the Red Sea. They're out there. They're out there for forty years before they can ever go over to the Promised Land. Right? And we're not going to get into that story right now. We'll talk about that later, but. Being there for 430 years, they come through, they ask for all this stuff, they take it out so that now they're out in the wilderness for, for at least 40 years with all this golden stuff. What in the world? Like they, they didn't, they didn't, the Bible says nothing about trade, right? Does it say, you know, God constantly provided food for them, right? So what do they, what do they need all of this gold and silver and stuff? Well, when you look at it, they needed it to build a temple, Right. And of course, they, I'm sure that they didn't realize this then. Right. They, they didn't realize um, what they were doing, you know, um, at the time, because it's not it's not really mentioned until later on about the temple. And uh, but God, God foreknew. Right. So we fast forward. They've they've got all this gold. They've got all these different things. And um, they. They cross the Red Sea. They have their celebrations, right? And and all the way to Mount Sinai, they're they're throwing their little baby fits. Oh, we're thirsty. We should have just went back to Egypt and died. Or oh, we're all going to starve. And you know what did you do, Moses? You know, and every time God provided, we all know about the rock. You know that that split open water come out. Um, 
you know, the manna fallen from heaven, you know, they were all, they, that was provided for them every day. They were only allowed to take manna that was there for a day, right? Right. We take any more to go bad. Yeah. It all, it all went bad. And they tried it, right? I mean, we, we see it, it, went, it went bad. He's gluttonous people. It was <laughs> trying to eat it all up. You know what? I need all of this, Lord. Just, just let me take what I can. Right. And there's, there's a whole lesson in all that right now, you know. <laughs> we, we won't we won't get off on that no probably not this weekend either no no especially not this weekend especially not today probably, probably weekend. No. <laughs> i ate well today yes <laughs> it's a good day yeah if you don't know today's labor day that we're recording this so um yeah i i've eaten very well and um and so <laughs> but okay. anyways Anyhow, back to the point. Back to the point. So, it, you know, we see all this. Well, then they get out there and God's like, all right, you guys are going to build a temple. We see in chapter 25, um, Moses asked them to take up an offering, right? They're going to build the ark. And uh, he gives dimensions. He tells how much gold and all the good stuff. So the, the reason why they they were, the reason why they plundered the Egyptians, the reason why they needed all the gold, the silver, the the clothes, um, was to build a temple. And that temple was supposed to be the dwelling place for God to meet, right, with the Israelites. That's where they were going to do their sacrifices. That's where they were going to get forgiveness of their sins. That was that was where God was going to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, encompass himself right there before the Israelites, you know, we see him over the Mount Sinai. They weren't even allowed to touch the mountain, right? Right. Be, because of the, the lightning stuff, they touched it, they would die. And, uh, and so this way, you, you know, he was going to, uh, he was going to manifest his presence. Yes. Yes. That's good. Thank you. And, uh, manifest himself through this temple. So they use, you know, it talks about them taking up a, a, a um, a, an offering of gold and silver and, you know, this, this scarlet yarn and, and you know this specific kind of dew and skins and and all this stuff in chapter 25 in the beginning of it but then we also see you go to chapter chapter 32 right and we see them making a golden calf so at this point moses is up on the on the mountain he's getting the ten commandments and um he doesn't know when moses is going to be back Right, so Moses up there meeting with God, because no, because nobody else would go up there, right? They were all supposed to go up there and meet with God, and they're like, no, 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 we're scared. Moses, you go for us, right? It's another lesson and all that. Like I said, we may end up talking about this a little bit, and uh, but um, so so they go while he's up on the mountain for days. They're like, okay, he's not. Moses is not coming down. You know, in verse 30, uh, chapter 32, verse one, it says when they, when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron, which is Moses' brother, by the way, and said to him, up, make us gods who shall go before us. And for this, and for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him, Right. And so Aaron's like, okay, like you don't even see Aaron argue. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like it's it not do fairness. I mean, we talked about six hundred thousand men here, like right? One man. Well, that's that's true. You kind of have to put it in perspective. All these people are coming to you, and you're you're the one that talks all the time for them. And you're like, I'm gonna go up against all these people because my dude left me to go up a mountain, and he's been gone for forty days, and he was the one that was hearing from God, and I was just the one talking about right. the message, and he's gone now. So I haven't heard anything, and these people are about to take me out. Right. So, I mean, I, I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, if the Lord's taking you this far, stick your ground. Right. You, you know, not even, do you guys think that this is a good idea? You, you know what I mean? Like, like, are, are you guys sure you guys want to do this? No, he's like, right. yeah, let's do it. Take off your rings and your gold and your earrings and, you know, your, your earrings from your wives and your sons and your daughter's rings and bring them to me and we'll make a calf, right? So where do they get all this gold from, right? Well, they, this is all still plunder from Egypt, right? They didn't. They were slaves. They didn't have all this gold. They didn't have all these earrings. They didn't have all this stuff. They they were they were treated awful in Egypt, 
Yeah. And so you see them have all this gold and they're like, you know what? God's given us all this stuff. You know what we should do with it? We should make an idol because that's always a good idea. <laughs> you know, but seriously, how often, how often, okay, how often have we as as people, as men, okay, been like, all right, God's given us a promise, but God's kind of taken long. So, you know, kind of bored with this now. Let's just invest in something else, right? Let's take this gift that God has given me and we're just going to use it for something that's really going to just bring me satisfaction or you, you know whatever right now right what's and that you hit it on the nail i mean they god gives them all this gold and this is back then gold nowadays isn't seen as much it's not seen as as valuable as it was back in those days but back in those days that was a a status to have gold to have it intertwined and if you look through uh, exodus 12 at everything god puts gold in everything from mm-hmm. the the outer layers to the inner layers of the tabernacle everything and what what they did was when Wes went up on that mountain for 40 days, I mean, to them, 40 days is a long time. I mean, put in perspective, that's a little over a month. Somebody's gone for a month, you're going to think that they've, they were not coming back. Right. But what they were, what he was trying to figure out, what he was trying to see is, are my people going to wait? Because God was up there telling Moses exactly what's happening down the mountain. Hey, your people are about to make a God. They are about to go down there. When Moses goes down there, you know, he breaks, he breaks the tablet, said he's got the, uh, Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments, yeah. Thank you. He, he breaks Ten Commandments, going to go all the way back up the mountain again. But when, what God was wanting to do in, in my head is he was, he was trying to test their obedience. I've brought you this far. I've brought you out. And the whole purpose of them to leave Jerusalem was not to take them into the promised land. At that time, God was asking them to come out to worship him. They were supposed to go worship God first. They, they were going to the promised land. But when you go and you ask, when Moses asked Pharaoh, he goes, let us worship our God. Let us go out because he knew that they needed to realign themselves back to God. Yes. And this was just a part of that test. It was part of their, a part of their, of a way to measure their spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. Have you, I've done all these miraculous signs, all these miraculous wonders. I've fought for you. I've fought all these battles. Are, am I still good enough to be your God? Am I still, do you still think that I'm the God that can deliver you from all of this? And sometimes we think, Going back to what you're saying, sometimes we think that we need the blessing right then and right now, especially as men. We we want to see the evidence. When I ask God to reveal something to me, I want him to reveal it right then and there. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember that we God works in his own time. He works in his own fashion. We've talked about this many times before, and it's it's known. But you have to you have to test your own spirit. Yes. You have to test your own maturity in God. Is can you wait forty days? Because Moses is up there having the time of his life. He's talking to the Creator. He's talking to God. Right. He doesn't realize it's been forty days. He's just like, wow. What more can you give me? I mean, when you're in presence of God, you never want to leave. If you've ever had that moment where you you're praying or you're worshiping and you you know God's there, you don't want to leave that presence. And Moses didn't want to leave that presence, but he was forced to because when God gives us a resource, sometimes we misuse the resource. We, right. God has given us talents. He's given us gifts. He's given us all this stuff, and he. He he gives it to us to be good stewards of, and sometimes we forget that, or we have this lapse of judgment, or we have we drift into a more sinful nature because we're given so much stuff that we have to remember that God gave it to us, that God is gifting us this, and that He hasn't left us. He's just He's sitting back, kind of almost waiting. What What are you going to do with what I've given you? Right. And we got to remember that that's what He's wanting us to do. Is Are you going to be stewards, good stewards of what I've given you, or are you going to take it and give it into something else that's right that's right excellent so we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to continue to expand on why they plunder why that why god allowed them to plunder egypt and yet they made a little gap so we'll be right back after this this portion of real men talk is brought to you by the jeweler's bench They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house, so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed Citizen Watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. 
If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. So, your husband has been bitten by a poisonous albino mamba snake? Yes, doctor. I told him not to keep that snake in the house. Am I going to die? I would estimate you have 15 minutes to live. The Bible says that everyone has a fatal disease called sin. But I have here a pill that is the only known antidote. I'll take it. You're saying this is the only way to save my husband? Yes, ma'am. There is no other way. It says the only cure is Jesus. That seems a little harsh. Take this pill or die. Dear, I'll take it. I think we should find a more open-minded doctor. Ma'am, it's the truth. Oh, you are so intolerant. This pill will save your husband's life. Dear, I'll take it. No, I've read about narrow-minded doctors like this. They're just opinionated and stubborn. Some people reject the Bible's message as intolerant. But if something is true and will save your life, then it is the most compassionate thing someone can tell you. Have you allowed Jesus to pay for your sins? Another message from Lifeline Productions, the comic strip of radio at lifelinepro.com. This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573 686 1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you real men talk if you have a question about this week's show please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com we would love to hear from you and now back to the show with anthony and kyler what is going on guys welcome back so at the beginning we we went through we went over exodus chapter 12 25 and 32 um talking about you know in the back history of of what is what is happening here in in the book of exodus and so um the 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 point that i'm wanting to get to is this god allowed the egyptians to plunder all of this stuff he gave them the opportunity to build a tabernacle where god can dwell with them he he gives them water he gives them food. He guides them by a pillar of fire at night and a pillar of cloud by the day. They cross the Red Sea, right? They see all of these miraculous things, right? I, I mean, every one of them, a miracle, right? Not, not even like, like, uh, you know, you know that could be that could be, you know, discovered by science. No, 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 no. They are all straight up miracles. Every single one of them things that they had never seen before in their entire lives god just one after another boom 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 water was shooting up out of rock man had fallen from heaven you know crossing a red tree a red sea on dry ground and then the red sea swallowing up the egyptian army a pillar of fire to follow at night i, I mean these these things are nuts right i mean these things are are story uh, uh, stories of fantasy and i don't like to say it like that but i mean they are this stuff really happened. This is histor- historical events. So the Egyptians see all this stuff. Moses goes up to spend time with God to get the, the Ten Commandments. And in spite of all of that, they take the things that God allowed them to have, the gifts that God allowed them to have, and they used it to make idols. How often do we as men, when we look back at our past, can see miracle? after miracle god's intervention over and over i cannot tell you how many times that i should have been dead mm-hmm. right you know wrecks sickness you know i mean just just crazy stuff and god perform 
you know, in in my life, actual miracles, right? And even even I am guilty of the gifts that God has given me, and I find myself in a in a place where I'm like, you know what? I think I could take this in my own hands. Yeah. And then I take those those very gifts, the the opportunities that God has given me, and I use them for my own selfish gain. It is, it, it's heart wrenching. You know, and we see this in the Israelites. And you see, you know, later on, you see, um, it, well, even down in Je- in chapter 32, verse 9, and the Lord says to Moses, I have seen these people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone, and my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, in order that I may make a great nation of you. Right? Right. And then, then Moses is like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 Moses. He says in verse eleven, it says, um, "Oh Lord, why does thy wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have brought up out of Egypt with great power and mighty hand?" And you see him trying to smooth over, right? God, you, you know, he's like, God, you know, if you kill these people, if you do this now. The Egyptians were right, right? Like you, you've you've done all this work for nothing. You've done all this, so you brought them so far for nothing. You, you know, let's let, let's you know. Let me take care of it. Let me take care of it. You know, and could you imagine how many times God looks down at us in our selfishness, in whether He acts? You know, obviously we're we live by grace, right? We we know that we know that we are in the disposition of grace, but the disappointment that must be in His mind, you stiff-necked people. I have given you so much, you know, especially when you look here in America, um, you know, the, the people who in America who live on pro, um, poverty are like in the, the 70 percentile of the richest people in the world. Let that sink in for a minute. The people who live in poverty in America live in the 70th, 70 percent percentile of people of the richest people in the world. Like we are so stubborn. We are so selfish. God's given us so much. He's given us such a platform. He's given us, you know, he gives us all different gifts. You know, people that, that can sing, people that can play instruments, people that, that, that are great communicators, people, you know, all these different things. And yet instead of using these gifts that God has given us, we use them to to use these gifts that God has given us to glorify him. We use them to glorify ourselves. Yeah. That's because we, we only think we are driven by a sinful nature automatically from the very beginning from Genesis on to the rest of the Bible, you will see those sinful natures, but I see two different things here. One, I didn't realize until you were talking earlier is God gives us resources and we are using those resources, you know, and those people are watching, but how lucky mm-hmm. are we in those times to have the people in our lives that are the interceders like Moses? Yes. I mean, how, think about your life. Think about all the things that you've gone through. There's this, um, oh, it's the song is I'm t- talk. I was talking to Jesus. Um, yes, by Brandon Lake. And if you ever listen to it, I mean, it's it's the perfect story of how a family should work, how a mm-hmm. family should be, how you've got the mom who makes you go to church. And it sounds bad that his mom is making him go to church, but she's doing it because she knows that's where he needs to be. Right. Not for the fact that she wants to, you know, shove God down his throat, you know, make him, you know, this Christian believer and everything else. But that's where she knows she needs to be. But he also then talks about, and this is the part I want to get to, was that there's that grandma that's in her closet that is praying over every single person in their family that is interceding. And to think that we don't know what's happening in the background. We don't know what battles are being fought behind us. How, how, cause we are, we are just all about misusing our, our gifts. I mean, that's just what we do. We misuse what God gives us daily. And it's not sometimes it's a choice. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes we think we're doing what's right, but you got the devil in your ear, you know, trying to even use the word against you. And I mean, he gives us all these different gifts, he gives us a gift of time, of our talents, of truth, of treasures, of all these different things. And, but what the, when you were talking, it just made me think 
that Moses was the intercessor. He was the interceder for the people of God's chosen people, the Israelites. And the fact that God allowed him to be that person, God knew that he could have taken them out right then and started fresh. And you know what? I'll choose somebody else. Somebody else is going to do better. Somebody else is going to do. Um, And there are oftentimes that, and I like to not think about this, but I I often think, does God think that about me? Because I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm a hundred percent man. I am a hundred percent not meaning to be sinful, but I act in my flesh sometimes. Right. And then I think to myself, if it wasn't for my wife who covers me daily, if it wasn't for all these people, and I don't know why, I just just feel like I need to bring that up, is be that person for somebody too. Right. Be that intercessor, be that step-in person. And it could be somebody who you have no idea, and I know this has nothing to do with pretty much what we're talking on the podcast right now, but there's always that person who is there to help us be intercessors to be people who are help us to be good stewards of our resources, to be stewards of our gifts. And as men, that's what we are for our family. And we have to right. pray that over our family every single day. We have to pray that we are good, but you were sitting there and you were intercessing for your kids, for your family, for your, for your spouse, for everybody else along the way. But, um, we have to make sure that what God gives us is what we use, what the resources and the talents that we have, because what God gives, he can also take. And I've had that conversation with many people along the way. Um, actually, my sister is one of those people I, I uh, had this talk with. So she's a singer. She can sing super duper well. She's probably, out of all three of us kids, she probably sings the best out of all of us. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. But she refuses to use her gift. She refuses to go up there and she refuses. But when God gives us something, he expects us to use it. He expects us to use the talents and everything that he gives us because he eventually says, if you don't use them, I'm going to take it. Right. If you're not going to be a good steward, or if you're not going to be a good steward of the resource, I'm going to take it back and give it to somebody that's going to do it. And we have to remember that when God gives us, just like the Israelites, he gave the Israelites all these nice things, all these nice treasures to use for a good purpose, to use for his purpose, for the furtherment of his kingdom, not for the furtherment of their agenda. And that's where we go sometimes with our gifts is we go to further our agenda. We go to further what we think is best for our lives. We, we t- if When God blesses us with money, we sometimes we take it and we buy nice things. Mm-hmm. Not how many times do you think, okay, God gave me all this money. I should give God 10% back. Right. I should give it back to God because we don't. We Whatever God gives us, we never think about using it to God or God blessing us with something. We just think, oh, we've given it something nice. We get to use something nice. And we have to realign ourselves with the, the the vision, the agenda of God, and that's hard sometimes to do. Right. Yes, and you know, and we also see this this same concept of of God giving us gifts, and we use it for our own agenda, or we don't use them at all. Um, in the parable of the talents, right? Yes. So you know, the the master comes in and he has three servants, and um, I can't remember what it's in Matthew. I can't remember what chapter it's in, but Matthew twenty five. Matthew twenty five. Um, the, the peril of the 10 talents. And, and so he, this master comes in, he's got three of them. He gets one, one dude, five, gets one dude, two, and gets another, the last guy, one, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, go invest these. And so he goes away. When he comes back, you know, he comes to the person that he gave five. And it's like, all right, what did you do? You, you notice he approaches them, right? So, so God or Jesus is playing, is the role of the master, right? The talents is given to the person that's us. He's like, what did you do with them? I mean, think about that question. Think about God giving you something and then knowing that he's going to come back and be like, what did you do with it? Right? Yeah. And of course, the first guy's like, hey, I I invested them. You know, I doubled. I doubled everything you gave me. So instead of having five, now I have 10. God's like, well done. Goes the next guy. Now notice this guy doesn't have as many talents as the first guy. But... He's like, what did you do with yours? God didn't expect 10 out of him, right? Right. Guy's like, hey, I invested it. Now I have four. God's like, well done. He got the exact same answer as the first guy. Okay. Well done. That, this is, this is huge. This is, this is a big picture. And you come back to the, the last guy who had one. God's like, or the master's asking the same question. What did you do with yours? He's like, I was so afraid to lose it that I buried it in the ground and I'm just giving you your investment back. And of course, the master's angry. You know, I gave you this and you didn't do anything with it. What, you know, why? You know, I think the master would have been more satisfied 
if it had been like, hey, I went out, I tried, I lost it, yeah. right? I, I, I tried to invest it. I, I put myself out there. I lost it. I don't have anything. I think he would have been more pleased with that than to to not try anything at all. You see the same concept here in it, God has given the Israelites all this plunder to make something so amazing, right? They actually, the, the indwellment of, of God right right in front of them, right? They can visibly see God's indwellment right there in front of them. I mean, I mean, think about that. You know, we talk about, you know, yes, we have the word of God. Yes, we have all this stuff. The, the way that they got encountered, you know, the, the the description that they gave when when they when God encountered the ark, right? The way that the smoke and the cloud come into that tent and in, in encountered. Could you imagine seeing that? And God gave them all this stuff to make something so beautiful, and then they take that same gift and they slept God right in the face with it. You know, how often, how often do we as, as men, you know, say, well, you know, I can't sing or I can't, um, you, you know, I'm not a preacher or, you know, I'm not, I'm not anything special. And so, you know, I'm just going to take my, my talent and I'm just going to, to put it to the side. I'm just going to, I'm just going to survive. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to survive and, and, you know, cause I don't, I don't really want to lose it. I don't, I don't want to put myself out there. And then whenever I do flop on my face and then, you know, and then become a disappointment to myself the whole time. God's like, Hey, I give you something great for something beautiful. And yet you're using it for your own see, you, you know, for, for either, you know, you either see that or you see people take that same gift, right. And they use it for their own gain. Yeah. Right. Yes. To, 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 to make their own money, to, 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 again, to slap God in the face. I mean, you're slapping in the face either way. And so often we, we, we do this. We are so guilty of these things. And we're like, well, you, you know, either, either we, we don't want to do anything with it or we take it and we're like, well, you know, I'm really good, really good at this. You know, you, you look at examples like, um, Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. you know, um, who's the, who's that female singer that uh, she still sings? She started off in gospel. Oh, she got sued not too long ago by Lecrae. Um, that narrows it down. K um, started with K. What was her name? Oh my goodness, I can't remember. Um. Uh, anyway, she started off in gospel singing. Oh, Katy Perry? Yeah, Katy Perry. That's it. Um, yeah, her parents were pastors. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, so you, you see them use their gifts for their own selfish gain. And then you have people right the opposite of the, of the spectrum that refuse to do anything because they're terrified of putting themselves out there because they're afraid they're going to lose it. And God's like, hey, guys, I have given you something so beautiful you know i mean think about it what is it like okay for you Kyle? you're a singer mm-hmm. right god's god has gifted you what is it like to stand up on that stage and worship god the one who gave you that gift when i fully let myself go it's i mean it's there's not really a way to describe it when you use your gifts for god when you use it for his betterment now don't get me wrong there are days i get up there and i am nervous as heck mm-hmm. i mean especially when i have to lead a song so, you know, having the gift doesn't make all of the, everything else, the loud noise go away from you. But when you get up there and you truly just use your gifts to worship God, there's a different connection. There's a different, there's a different, I don't know, there's a different bond that you make with God when you just allow him to fully encompass your spirit and fully encompass your gift. And it, when we get up there, I was talking to Pastor Randy West this week and uh, he said, you know, when you get up there to worship, when you get up there to sing, um, cause I was telling him, I said, sometimes Pastor Randy, I feel like there's a, this barrier, like there's this wall, like right in front of the stage and I can't push past it. Like my spirit and this wall are battling. And I was like, and there's, there's no way that I could push past it. And he was like, that wall is the spirit of Satan. He said, that wall is what you, when you use your gifts, you push, you push it back. 
That way we can get up there and we can minister to each and every single person. I said, that is, he goes, that wall is everything people are dealing with. Everybody, everything in the congregation people are dealing with is you, you, you're filling that wall. Mm-hmm. It's whatever's blocking their heart off. And he was like, when you just allow God to use you, when you just allow God to use your gifts for his betterment, for his kingdom, he goes, you push that wall back all the way back. So he goes, just picturing you pushing it out as far to the highway as you can. He said, then we're able to come in. And that's what, mm-hmm. when we use our gifts for how God allows us to, is we are battling with Satan right then and there. And we experience God on a whole nother level. That's just, uh, you can't describe it. Right. You know, and, and for, for me, right. So I'm not a singer. I'm not a preacher. God has, God has made me a leader. Right. And when it comes to leading in the men's group or the podcast, right. Creating discipleship, you know, all these different things. There is, there is something so accelerating about it. Right. Not because quite frankly, not because I really think that I'm good at it. Right. But I know that this is what God wants me to do. And so I, 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 whenever I begin to operate in it, whenever I begin to do it, there is something that's so inwardly satisfying, yes. right? And, and, and I don't mean that in, in like a negative way, but the, the, the Holy Spirit is, is, is indwelling with my spirit, right? He, I, I, I'm allowing him to operate through me allowing Holy Spirit to operate through me. Yes. And there's, there's nothing that is, that is better, that is more satisfying, that is more, um, you know, anything. There's no praise that any man can give me that, that can, that can match that feeling. Right. Right. It's a fulfillment that you can't describe. I mean, we've talked before about being fulfilled, but when you, you allow your gifts to be used by God, and through his time and through his purpose, it's just a fulfillment that just you can't describe it. You just it's something you have to experience. Yes, you know, and it's it's funny because like we're we're two different people. Like the the talents that God has given you. I mean, obviously, we're both on the podcast. You know, right. whatnot. But but the the talents that God has given you aren't the same talents that God has given me. And and yet we both experience the same thing when we operate in our gifts. Yes, right. And it took me a long time. I'm, I'm going to be real honest with you. It took me a long time because there's like this stigma that if you don't hold a microphone, that you don't really have a talent, right? Which is which is a lie. And just I'm just going to let you everybody who's listening know that's that's a lie. That's not true. You know, we need leaders in in the factory. We need people who stand up for for the gospel in you know in every facet of life. And in some form or fashion, you know, which we've talked about a billion times on here, and we will talk about a billion times some more. As men, God has given us, if nothing else, influence. Yes. Right? If nothing, if he has given you nothing else, he has given you influence. And influence is leadership. And he has called you to be influential to the world around you, your wife, your kids, your coworkers, the people that you meet in Walmart, you know, and... um we have to we have to operate in that it is a gift of god you know and when we don't when we refuse to operate in that it it slaps god's in the it slap it slaps god in the face you know and this is something i i guess the reason why this come to me is because it's something that i've really been dealing with right so a couple of weeks ago i had an awesome awesome opportunity to baptize uh, a man that i've been discipling and um his name was josh and and stuff and so he he wanted me to baptize him we went down the river and he had all these people and and all these people were there saved and unsaved right so it's like some of his family members are there that don't go to church they're not you, you know they're, they're nowhere and i and i caught myself standing off on the side and god's like what are you doing like all these people here for you to talk to for you to minister to for you to you know just just if nothing else just just love on right right you know I, i'm not i'm not there to, to shove anything down their throat they're there for to to witness what god has done in josh's life right mm-hmm. because that's what baptism is right right and so i'm standing there off to the side not talking to anybody and god's like what are you doing and i'm like crap that's one of my flaws mm-hmm. right it's 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 my one of, one of my downfalls is is I, 
I have a hard time initiating conversations. Like I'm, I am really bad at it. And yet whenever one gets started, I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy speaking. I, I enjoy talking about the word of God. I enjoy, you know, um, the Lord has given me things to say, but at the same time, initiating these conversations is so difficult for me. Mm. And God's like, what are you, what are you doing? There's people here who need, like you need to talk to like, like I, I, Yes, this is for Josh. Yes, this is a celebration for what I've done in Josh's life. But this is an opportunity for you too. And I'm like, man, dang, come God, you're really gonna make me go out and talk to people? <laughs> you're gonna make me step out of my coverage now. Right? You know, I, and I was like, all these people like, and I remember I took this picture because Dusty, my wife, wasn't able to go. And so I, I took this like little short video clip of like a panoramic view of, of everybody that was there because there was like 30 35 people there to witness, you know, Josh getting baptized. And, uh, and I'm sitting and, I, and I'm recording and I realized that everybody else is talking and I'm just, I'm not. <laughs> and God's like, dude, you've got to get up there and you've got, you, you know, this, this is something God's been working on me about, you know, initiating conversations and talking to people and strangers and getting more comfortable, um, talking in front of people and to people and stuff. And, and, um, you know, it, and it's, a, I, I hate to, to, to make it, I, I sound like I'm being very um, prideful whenever I say this, but it's a gift God's given me, right? So, so like I enjoy talking to people. Like once the conversation gets started, I'm good. Like I, I enjoy it. I enjoy talking. I enjoy spreading the gospel to people, but it's that initiation. So we just need a wretched little post-it card <laughs> of one-liners. Yes. So please. you come here often. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and it is. It's, it's a gift God's given me, and it's it's hard. It's hard for me to operate it. And God's like, dude, you're you're gonna have to get used to this. Like, if you, if you want to operate in the gift that I give you, you're gonna have to get out of your comfort zone. And so, I'm sure that that the Israelites were were that way too. Could you imagine running in, in the wilderness and all this stuff? You know, and and the truth is, is that you as men, you listeners, you God has given you all gifts all of you no matter what it is maybe it's just talking to people maybe it's just maybe it's a it's a gift of helps right maybe you just have like this overwhelming i know a guy uh in our men's group you know he he may not really well he does like to talk to people but his thing is he loves to help people like it doesn't matter what it is that is a gift yes that is a huge gift maybe maybe it's just a gift of helps you know and he's handy at everything there's nothing that he's not good at it's kind of sickening it's kind of like steve and and electronics and you know and stuff like that like he can fix he can fix anything you but you know give, it's like macgyver you know give him a piece of gum and a, and a, a, a macgyver <laughs> yeah shout out to larry in the men's group you know what i mean and um and yeah you you give him a paper clip and a piece of gum and he can like he can build you a bomb if he needs to or you know or he can start a plane or you know unlock any door or you know <laughs> you know but but yeah so just know you know that God has given you gifts. Do not use them for your own selfish ambition or do not allow them to lay dormant when God is, has given you positions to to use them. You know, and maybe you've got questions about it. Maybe you've got questions about, you know, how, how to find your gifts, you know, or what where your gifts can, can be useful at. Email us. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. Realmen at palaceofpraise.com. Email us. I promise you, we, we will we'll email you back. Uh, we will get in contact back with you. We would love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, um, or Twitter. And I refuse to call it X. And um, <laughs> we also have our, our website that you can contact us on, which is um, Real Men Ministries, www.realmenministries.us. Okay, not .com, .us. And uh, you can contact us there. You can also find all of our podcasts and content and and different things that are getting ready to come out. Um, also, I wanted to give a big announcement. I know we're running a little bit long, but I this is the first time of this announcement. I have finished my first draft of a book. Yes. That's exciting. It is exciting. God has called me to write a book. It was one of those things that if I didn't write it, I was not going to sleep. And so it is on the works. 
and uh, we are in the editing process, and so good things are coming. And so keep your eye out for uh, the book, for uh, new things that are, that are coming out. Keep you know, check out our website. Um, and uh, and we love you guys. Know that God is for you. He is not against you. He has gifted you for a purpose, and He wants to see you succeed. And as always, I want to end in a prayer. Holy Spirit, guide us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches, and teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmenatpalaceofpraise.com, or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.